0: And as we turn to a time of listening for God's word, we turn once again to this John 6 text that we have been looking closely at for the past four weeks. And this this John 6 passage, uh, this feeding of the 5,000, has been the the story that has guided us through this stewardship season. We've been taking a look at this text from different perspectives, um, looking at each character in turn. And today we take a closer look at the boy, and on this All Saints Sunday, we we look to see what this boy, perhaps the first saint of the church, has to teach us. And so I invite you to listen with me as we turn to John chapter 6. I'll just be reading today verses 5 through 14. And when he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for all these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. And one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, As much as they wanted. And when they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts gathered virtually in this place be acceptable and good in your sight. For you, God, are our rock. You are our only source of strength. You are our redeemer. Amen. Well, I hope that you were able to eat uh, lots and lots of candy last night. Um, I don't know about you, but I am a major sweet tooth, so Halloween uh, is a holiday after my own heart. Um, I don't know about you, but I might uh, be nursing a bit of a sugar coma today. Uh, I hope I'm not alone in that. Uh, perhaps there's some uh, experience. Uh, but I hope you also got to experience the blue moon, which is a pretty sp- special event. Uh, it doesn't happen uh, very often, I hope you were able to enjoy uh, your extra hour of sleep. Uh, that was really the best part of yesterday for me. And today, as we nurse those sugar comas, we turn to another holiday, one that is sometimes uh, overlooked, sometimes misunderstood, but I think is actually more important in the day where we get to eat as much candy as we want. And that's a big claim to make, and and I hope to defend that claim here today for All Saints Day is really an important holiday for the church. It matters because it connects us to the deep tradition of those who have come before us, our, our brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers in the faith, who continue to shape our lives today. And so we remember and we give thanks for their lives. Now, just a little bit of uh, history and background about All Saints Day, because I think it's actually really fascinating. All Saints Day is uh, sometimes called All Hallows Day, uh, which comes the day after All Hallows Eve, which we commonly know as Halloween Now, the word hallows is a derivative of the word hallowed, which if the word hallowed sounds familiar, it's because we say it in the Lord's Prayer when we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, that's not a word that we use in our common language very much. It's an old English word that means holy or blessed. And so when, when we say that God's name is hallowed in the Lord's Prayer, we are essentially just claiming that God's name is holy and worthy of blessing. And likewise, when we remember All Hallows' Day or All Saints' Day, we remember all those saints who have come before us, all of those who are holy and blessed of God. And we give our thanks for the difference that their life made for us. All Saints Day, uh, it's originally a Catholic holiday. Uh, it's been celebrated on November 1st since the 9th century when Pope Gregory IV designated November 1st, the day after Halloween, as a day in the church to celebrate all the saints. Now, you might be familiar enough with the Catholic Church to know that in the Catholic Church there is a rich tradition of celebrating and venerating the saints. And if you have walked into a Catholic Church or even an Episcopal Church, uh, you might have seen and noticed that there are particular days that are designated for the celebration of particular saints. And in the Catholic Church, there's this long process of uh, canonizing or making, making official certain people who have made a large difference in the church. And when they become official saints, they often get their own day. And on that day, their life is celebrated and remembered. Uh, now, we don't have this practice in the United Methodist Church, although I did learn in my research, uh, and this might be common knowledge, but I learned it for the first time, that St. Patrick's Day, um, of course, is the feast day of St. Patrick. And so when we celebrate and we wear green, what we're actually doing is we're participating in his feast day and giving thanks for his life. He was a uh, fifth-century Bishop in Ireland, and a missionary to those people. Uh, and he has a pretty cool history there. But even though we don't have this same category of saints that the Catholic Church does, we can still celebrate All Saints Day, because All Saints Day was the day that was designated, not just for the saints like St. Saint Patrick, who have their own special day. It's, it's not just a day for the official, quote-unquote, saints of the church. It's the saints for all of those who have run their race of faith. It's it's for all of those who have come before us and are now holy and blessed of God. And we remember as Hebrew twelve Hebrews chapter twelve says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, and the members of that great cloud are the saints. They are those people who have come before, who have formed us, those who have shaped us and have shown us the grace of God in unique ways. All Saints Day is a day to remember that saints are not just special people with their own special days, but saints are all of those who have shown us how to live and shown us how to live a life of faith. They are our parents, our grandparents, our teachers, our coaches, our friends, brothers and sisters, acquaintances, colleagues. They are those who have made a deep, informative impact on us for one reason or another and have shown us through what they have given us how to live well. They are those who have offered what they have. their their resources of time, wisdom, talent, love, encouragement, and support. They, they have offered these things to us. And they're saints because we have found that what they have to give is meaningful and positive and has made a lasting impact on us. And in this way, I think we are right to look at this little boy in this passage, this boy who brings his five loaves and two fish as a saint. Perhaps the first saint that the church ever saw because this little boy demonstrates for us how to respond to the call of Christ to give. Now, we've been talking about this boy in various ways for four weeks now. We've we've talked about how he gave what he had, even though it seemed like just a little. We've talked about how a little is a lot in the hands of God. And today, we lift him up along with the whole host of saints, for he shows us how to live well. He shows us how to respond to the grace of Jesus Christ, and he shows us how to live a life of faith. He demonstrates for us what can happen when we give what we have to Christ and to others. And because of that, I think he is an example that we can follow. And so, part of the question for All Saints Day, part of why we invite you to write in the comments uh, who is a saint that's been formative for you, is because it's a day to think about whose example do you follow? Who are your saints? Who are the persons that God has used to show you how to live well the life of faith? Can you see them? in your mind's eye, in the eyes of your heart, those people who have shaped you in the most meaningful of ways. One of the great saints for me is my great, great, great grandfather, Charles Ezekiel. And now, I've mentioned him before in a previous sermon, but I bring him up again on all saints because he's one of the most important ones for me. Charles Ezekiel was like I said, my great-great-great-grandfather and a Methodist preacher in southwest Iowa in the 1800s. And I never got to meet him, but through his diaries, I've been able to learn about his life. I've been able to learn about um, how he traveled 200 square miles uh, in just about every single week to preach the gospel to these small people communities while trying to balance home life and work life. I've been able to learn about how he didn't always get it right, and sometimes he failed and uh, sometimes went through extremely difficult times. And yet I've been able to learn about how through it all he sought to live the life of faith the best he could to run the race that was set before him. And, and because I've been able to learn about him through these diaries, I feel s- strangely close to him. I feel like, in a way, he is, he is one of my saints that accompanies me along my way as I seek to, in a way, follow in his footsteps. And so I draw inspiration from him. I draw encouragement from him. And and I hope that one day when I get to heaven, whatever heaven looks like, that there might be a place for me to finally meet my great-great-great-grandfather and share stories about what it was like to be a pastor in the 1800s and in the midst of a global pandemic. See, even though I haven't met Charles, Ezekiel, he's one of my saints because he is part of my Christian story. He is part of the great tradition of faithful people that has come before me. Part of a tradition of faithful people that extends all the way back, all the way to a little boy who just brought the packed lunch that he had, his five loaves and two fish, and said yes to giving what he had. And in the same way, my grandfather Charles Ezekiel said yes to giving what he had, and it continues to resonate with me today. Just like all of your saints said yes to giving what they had, and their lives and their witness continues to resonate with you today. For all of our saints have given us something Some of our saints have given us all that they had, and they all stand in that great tradition of faithfulness, of what can happen when we bring our five loaves and our two fish. And so my prayer for you and my prayer for me today on this All Saints is that the spirit that lives or that lived in our saints would also live in us that we would remember that the power of God is made known in the fact that their lives continue to be with us today, that their memories, that their witness, their testimony lives on in our heart and in our memories and in the ways that we continue to follow their example. And so may we hear, like the little boy did, hear the call of Christ to bring what we have, and may we follow the example of him and our saints. So let us give thanks for all the saints, and especially for this little boy who shows us how to live well. And may we never stop following in their footsteps. In the name of the God who is God of us all, amen.